1: hallelujah can I have my mic on let us pray while standing our Heavenly Father we thank you today thank you for the gift of life and for blessing us with a beautiful day as today thank you for giving us an environment where we are able to go out and come in we do not take it for granted that we can even gather, in the name of Jesus, we are grateful. We ask that this gathering will not be in vain, but visit us with your presence through your word. Let our hearts receive your word as precious seeds. And let us do that which will cause the seed to bring forth much fruit to our lives. Deliver us from every form of deception that is operating in our lives and let your peace guard our hearts. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Turn to somebody and say, it's nice to see you in church. They, they tell the person the online business it's not bad but it's not the best so I'm glad I'm seeing you in person amen good it's good to be here and uh, every now and then when I'm Randberg I'm saying oh, when am I going to orchards and the Runberg people are also saying, don't go to anywhere, just stay here. <laughs> but you see, I wish, I wish I had the ability to be dividing myself into two so that I'm, I'm here and I'll be in Runberg at the same time because I see that everybody needs a piece of me. Amen. Amen. But it's a blessing to be needed or to be wanted. And you shall also be wanted like that. Mm, you shall be wanted in Jesus' name. Amen. You shall be wanted in different places. Amen. For good reasons, not for bad reasons. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. As you give yourself to your spiritual life. Now, I want to... I'm going to continue teaching on the book, Why non tithing? Why non tithing Christians become poor and how tithing Christians can become rich you see the the subject is particularly tithing do you get it but the principles involved can be applied anywhere in your life it's not only tithing it has to do with your whole work with God hallelujah and I want to say something that it's not necessarily is related to the preaching but not necessarily related to this preaching today but I feel in my spirit to say it and that is your personal relationship with God your personal relationship with God You see. Satan can try to steal many things from you. Satan can try to steal many things from you. But there's one thing which he would like to steal from you. Which is your relationship with God. Unfortunately, many Christians don't realize that that is the most valuable thing that you can have a relationship with God. And so efforts are not invested into maintaining, efforts are not invested into developing and maintaining that relationship. Yes efforts are not invested into developing and maintaining that relationship because the enemy of our souls whose title is a deceiver has deceived us to think that other aspects of our life deserve more investment than the aspect that deserve it, which is our relationship with God. You see, our relationship with God is the source from where everything about your life flows. And it is more important for those of us who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and have believed in him as the Son of God. You see, if we don't understand this, we would allow the enemy to take away what must never be taken away. Jesus told Martha that Mary has found that one thing which is needful. And that one thing which is needful, having found it, it shall not be taken away from her. She found that thing of sitting to hear the words of the one who has life or put it this way, the one who is life. And he explained to Martha that Mary will not allow that thing to be taken away. How? By rejecting to give attention to other things that are calling when the master is here. You see, many things call you many things attract you with the aim to take away from you that one thing which is needful for your existence here on earth. Listen, our relationship with God would grant us the benefit of being with him eternally. Which is super. But the real benefit to me is the portion that is here. The portion that that relationship will give me that is here. You see, when death comes and we die as believing Christians, we will be with the Lord in heaven. There, Satan is not there. So, whether you have a relationship with God or not, it doesn't make a difference. Because you are in his house. Where there's no enemy. You are just there. Whether you have a security camera, or you don't have a security camera, there are no thieves there. So, what I'm trying to say is that the relationship with God benefits us more here than there. Because here, There's the evil one who is the God of this world. And if Jesus was careful to pray for his disciples against the evil one, then I'm telling you and I'm telling myself that our relationship with God is so significant for us here. Because here is where the enemy is. Here is where you need power that is bigger than the enemy's power. Here is where there's deception and you need the light to see what is trying to deceive you. Here is where there's sorrow. Here is where there's pain. Here is where there's a curse. Because In Revelation chapter 22, it tells us that in that day, at that place, there will be no need for crying because there's nothing to cry about. There will be no need for sorrow because there's nothing to sorrow about. Are you with me? So listen to me carefully. Fight to develop and maintain that personal relationship with God listen to me God speaks God speaks God directs God reveals he teaches he delivers he gives wisdom and he fights for you but you have to be in tune with him The closer you are with Him, the better it is for you. The closer you are with Him, the more abiding in His love you will be in. Oh yes. And you see, there's nothing as nice as being in somebody's love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's nothing as nice as being in somebody's love. In other words, you are, the person loves you. It, it's nice. It's nice. I'm telling you, it's nice. Your unreasonable requests are, are granted as if it's a Extremely reasonable request.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yes, it's true. And you see, every th- I learn some of these things when it happens in my own life. Yes, yes. I, I realize, hey, when, when when you are in somebody's loving. Eh, It's a blessing. Just to be in a person's love. Now, when you are in somebody's love, that has power. And that has unlimited resources. You are blessed. Oh, yes. You know, sometimes you are in a person's love, but the person doesn't have much. It's okay. But just that. It doesn't really it's okay it's okay because listen listen sometimes also it's not all about how much power the person has or how much resources the person has but for you your deficiency is not knowing that somebody loves you so just even a poor man knowing that this person loves me it's all you need to be okay Do you get it? Mm -hmm. And you can feel it. But it's nicer when the lover is also resourceful. It's nicer when the lover is all powerful. Do you get it? And this is what Christians have not understood. Do you get it? And you see, God has not left it for you to guess his love for you but he has made visible moves to confirm to you how much he loves you your part is to abide in his love to stay in the love and that is why I want to read a small portion of scripture in John chapter 15 are you here with me? Amen. In John chapter 15, Jesus says, As the Father, do you get it? In the manner, in the likeness, in the extent, the Father has loved me. So Have I loved you? I don't know if you are reading what I'm reading. Jesus is telling them, and of course telling us, that the way the Father has loved him, in the same way he has also loved Stop, but he says, Continue ye in my love. That's the advice he gives them. Say, Continue, continue in it. Ah, but if you love me, why? What is the problem? You should just continue loving me. No, no. There's something that ignites the love. But there are things that will maintain the love. Uh Do you get it? There are things that will maintain that love that was ignited towards you. You see, every child born to a parent, I, w- I wanted to say it's naturally loved, but sometimes it's not so. But majority it is. You know, because the reason why I'm careful that sometimes it's not so is that sometimes the pregnancy was out of not so nice circumstances. So sometimes the hate is directed towards the child. But generally speaking, generally speaking, children that are born to parents have a guarantee of the parental love. But to maintain that parental love, there are things they must do. So the Lord says to the disciples, as the Father has loved me, so have i not i will i have loved you your duty is to continue you in my love how he shows us that this is how to continue in my love and i'm going to show you by how I continued in my father's love. How is it? He says, If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. In the same way as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. It's very simple. This one, you don't have to go to Bible school. You don't have to know Greek and uh, Hebrew. No, 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 no. You don't need a concordance. This one is clear English. Jesus is great. Amen. You see, he says that. This, this is a thing. The love is there. Your portion is to stay in it. And let me show you the trick. The trick is I kept my father's commandment and I stayed in his love. When you also keep my commandments, you stay in my love. So if there's anything, any effort of your love, any effort of your life, is the effort to keep God's commandment or the commandments of Jesus. That's all. Because you see, when you abide in somebody's love, you don't have to pray about your request. You just make it. Oh, yes. Yes. And I'm looking at my children and I realize that they don't do a lot of prayer. I don't know if they do to make requests. And I naturally enjoy giving them what they need because as much as possible, they have done what I want or are doing what I want from them. It's as simple as that. And they are also growing to discover that what I want from them actually is not for my benefit. It's for their benefit. And so this simple understanding that I have to do what daddy wants from me. And by so doing, I get, I stay in his love. And therefore, whatever request I make, that is within his resources. He makes a plan for me. Oh yeah. I see it. They just have to make a request. It's very simple. Your your duty, my duty, is how to keep the commandments. And I can tell you, you see, if every child, if every child would understand this, and understand that what your parents want from you is not for their good, it's actually for your good. How does it apply here? It applies here because the commandments of the Lord are not for his good. It's for our good. It's for our good. That's why John says, is it John? Yeah, I think John, one of the epistles, the epistles of John say that the commandments of the Lord are not grievous. Please, look for that verse for me. I think it's somewhere. The commandments of the Lord He he as a shepherd was explaining to the people what I'm doing this morning. That By keeping God's commandment, Jesus says you abide in the love. You will abide in the love of the Father or the love of him. The love, yeah, you are loved. For God so loved the world. But when you keep his commandment, you stay in that love that is for you. And that love becomes the basis of all your blessings (laughs) I mean some of you have even demonstrated it in different ways I mean some of us because we love a man we have even gone for loans for them I mean we whatever they want you don't believe it you don't shocking What is shocking? Come again. Going all out for the man they love. Thank God for deliverance. The Lord has delivered you. (laughs) That your husband is not making demands on you. But if he were to make certain demands, you'll see what love can do. You won't do it. You, you never know, it's good, it's good. Just keep it at that. Go and ask those that have received demands and I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. The next verse. Okay. His commandments. That, that's, he's telling you that. Listen, this is it. To keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. They are not hurtful. Do you get it? Because I demand of my children to sit down to study. What is hurtful about sitting down to study? As against playing games and watching television and doing all the foolish things. What, what is grievous about sitting down to study? And at the end of the day, when you sit down to study, your knowledge that you have, who uses it for their lives? Is it me or you? Do you get it? Back? But somehow, Satan has made us to believe that the commandments of the Lord are grievous. depriving us of happiness. But the Bible says the commandments of the Lord are not grievous. What does the NL, the New Living Translation say? Loving God means keeping his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. His commandments are not... They are not meant to weigh you down. They are meant to give you light. To overcome your enemy. But you see... We struggle to keep the commandments. Because we don't give the commandments the attention it deserves. To be able to understand... And to know exactly what is demanded of us. You see, when a commandment or when an instruction is given, unless you analyze the instruction well, you will think it's very difficult instruction. But you discover that by this instruction and analyzing, you say, if I start here, everything will just follow. That is why God advised Joshua, who came after Moses, how to keep his commandment. He said, listen, the way to understand and to implement the commandments is to think on it morning and evening. That's all. Think about it morning and evening. It will break down into the easily steps, identifiable steps that you need to take. This, this is actually what it means to protect your relationship with God. And if there's anything that has revealed that we have done nothing to develop our relationship and to maintain it with God. And that we have not valued that relationship is the COVID. Thank God for COVID. It's sad that people have gone out of the COVID. But if for those of us remaining, for me, when it started, I knew that it would give me something that will change the way I walk with God to my advantage. It's sad that we have lost many souls. But God knows best. And he knows which ones are okay to come home. You see, it's like you are cooking, you are frying some meat. All the meat don't cook at the same time. So some of the meat, they are okay. They can be taken off the fire. But others need to stay on a bit longer. Because God in his wisdom knows which of the humanity that the COVID may take away are still ready to be with him. Oh yes. Oh yes. So even though we hurt and even though we cry, God knows best. But for those of us remaining, It is revealing to us that we have relied on physically going to a place as our relationship with God. But which relationship develops in a public place? If I may ask you. (laughs) Which relationship develops on a group platform? I'm asking. If you send somebody a personal message on a group platform, and you tell the person I love you, on a group platform, you see the person may read it, but it doesn't work. And the only reason it doesn't work is not because it's not I love you, but because it's on a group platform. But if you send the person the message, a private message, it works like magic. So what is making it work? Is the privacy. I said, is the privacy. Your relationship with God would go on another level if you would invest in the private portion of it. Amen. It's good. The public portion is very small. But the public portion should stimulate you. Do you get it? The public portion should stimulate you to do more of the private portion. Just as your public interaction with a person begins the journey into further interaction privately. My first interaction with my wife was in a public space. But it didn't stop there. It went on to now in a private space. That is how come we have become husband and wife for 31 years, since I knew her 31 years. I mean, including when I first met her. Did you get how it has gone on. But you see, it started public, but it didn't remain public. What am I saying to you? I'm saying to you that this is what Satan is stealing from you if he has not stolen it. But you shall recover it in Jesus' name. I said you shall recover it. And my prayer for you, may the Lord grant it, is that he will draw you stronger to himself in your privacy. May the Lord put in your heart a burning desire that would make you wake up and wanting to talk to him and to hear his voice in his word in the privacy of your home. Every enemy obstacle that is deceiving you, I declare it to cease in his power to deceive you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Good, so that's the first part of the message. You get it? That's the first part of the message. I stand here today, not in my public relationship with God, but in my private relationship with God. Yeah. I've explained it very well to you. That like I can interact with you publicly, talk to you publicly. Even on a WhatsApp group of our pastors, I can send to you, Mandisa uh, Asanda, or any of you, I can mention you and I say, Do you know I love you? They say, Oh, yeah, Bishop, I know. But if I start sending you private messages, that do you really know I love you? Before you realize I'm causing trouble in your heart. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Is it the same message sent on the WhatsApp group? You just read it and you wouldn't even take it to heart but the same message sent to you privately begins to work supernaturally. (laughs) Against all even common sense. (laughs) Hallelujah. So anyway, that was part one. Part two, we are continuing on why tithing does not work for some people. Last week, I mentioned a few of the reasons. And I remember particularly mentioning the reason of tithing does not work for some people because it is not an acceptable offering. It's not an acceptable offering. You see, God is not looking for donations. God, never think of God as somebody looking for donations. Never think of God as somebody begging for bread. Never. Every demand that he places on us, he knows us so well that the, this demand that I've placed on you is going to send you on a journey that will work out for your good. He you said, for example, whenever you take your tithe and you are given it, there are other voices that argue with you not to give it your response becomes your confession. Do you get it? Your response becomes your declaration about your faith in God. It's is, it is in the secret of your mind. And your response is in the secret of your mind. But God sees everything. Because all things are naked and open before the eyes of him with whom we have to do so as the thing the enemy is telling you that the money is not enough and you need it for so many things you respond by saying but it is god who has given me the power to get wealth i live because it's god i am what i am by the grace of god as i went in and out every day And no evil happened to me. It is because God, he deserves my acknowledgement to say thank you, Lord. So, you see, as you argue with the voices, God is listening. So, you see, he knows your confessions reflect what is in your heart. So as he has asked you to bring the tithe, he's also aware that the enemy wants is an instruction from him. The enemy is going to oppose it. And the enemy is going to oppose it by giving you ideas. Has God said, you shall not eat. He knows it. So he has given you an instruction by which obedience you confess to the world that is against him that he's your God. Yeah, that's, that's what we don't understand. a lot of things, when you step out to obey it, revelations come to you. When you step out to obey it, you do what is right in the world of the spirit. Because your, your, your mouth, in other words, what you say, has a lot to determine which way your life goes. So in the quietness of your mind, as the enemy is telling you, why do you give this to God? Why do you, it's not this, all those things. And then you respond. But who has given me all this wealth? Was that not a response of David? Was that not a response of Solomon? who Who am I to be able to give you all this Is it not from you? So what happens is that certain instructions lead you in the path of righteousness. They open up the path of righteousness for you to walk in. Are you with me? It's not because God has a need. God does not have a need. And God will never have a need. Please, let's get it and get it right. Tell somebody sitting by you: God does not have a need, and God will never have a need.
0: What is giving to really understand that? Tell it for
1: your good. Satan will fight you. So you see, if you understand it, then you will make sure that you carry out the instruction in an acceptable way because he has given you many instructions and you must do the instruction in the way that is acceptable to him you see it is when you think you are doing somebody a favor that you are not careful to give do what you need to do But when you recognize and realize that you are not doing the person a favor, but you are actually doing yourself a favor, you carry it out with respect. Mm. Yeah. You see, if I ask you to give me water, and in your mind, giving me water, you are doing me a favor. He will take a cup and you don't even check whether it's washed or not. Yeah, but you said you want to, just get the water. But you see, if you understand that, it's an honor for me to even ask you of water to drink. Then that is when you go all out. That's when you start, you make sure the cup is clean, you get a saucer and all those things to bring the water in a nice way. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yes. So how the water will be presented to me, supposing I'm somebody to you, will be, or supposing I'm anybody, how you present the water to me will give me a reflection of what I am to you. Similarly, it is with God. Most of us think that God is a beggar. I mean, you don't put money in an envelope to give it to a beggar by the roadside. You do that. Hello? Do you put money in an envelope to give it to a beggar by the roadside? That tells you the level of respect you have for the beggar. Oh, yes. But I don't expect you, and you'll be some way, if you just come and you take 20 rands and say, Bishop, can you have this 20 rands? I want to bless you. You see, even if it's 20 rands, I promise
0: you, you'll put it in an envelope.
1: Mine, you see, spiritually, this person has been good to me. If I had 2,000 rands, I'll give him. But what I have now is 20 rands. So you give it respectfully. Now, in the same way, our offering, our tithes, our services to God must be done in an acceptable way. And some of the things that makes it unacceptable is the presence of evil in our lives. Do you get it? In the presence of idols. You see it there. The Lord rejected the offering of the Israelites because they were secretly worshipping idols. Thinking that they can just go and throw some offering at God. He likes smoke or fat and other things. So let's go and give it to him. No, no, no. Hallelujah. So the point number four, I want you to read it and read it well for yourself. Now, today, and I I don't think I want to do a lot, is point number five, which is tithing does not work for some people because they do not have patience. Now, I will not only say tithing, but I will say obedience to the word of God. I will not only leave it at tithing. You see, to walk with God, you must have patience. I said to walk with God, you must have patience. Because it is in his time that he makes all things beautiful. Not in your time. It is in his time. Now, unfortunately, many of us do the right thing. But we are impatient to wait for the harvest of the right thing. That's all I want to say to you today. Whatever you are doing, giving offering, giving tithe, you have to have Patience. You have to be patient in your walk with God. Patience is a component of love. Your absence of patience or patience in your walk with God is a reflection of a defective love that you claim to have for God. Why is patience important? Why is patience important? Patience is important because God knows all things and he knows how to make all things to work together for good. He knows when it is the appropriate time to prosper you and to give you the harvest of all the seed you have sown. The impatience of Abraham made him receive not so good advice from Sarah. But I want to submit that whatever Sarah said, Abraham himself wanted to do it. You know, sometimes we want to present it like it was not Abraham who wanted to do it, but it was because Sarah said it. That's why he was just trying to be an obedient husband. He was just trying to be a lover. Look, Abraham himself wanted to do it. Do you get it? I mean, so when Sarah brought the idea, he said, "Well, it's a good idea. I've been thinking about it." <laughs> okay, I didn't know that such a thought was so occurred to you, but it has been occurring to me for a long time. So I I can see that the Lord has spoken. May the Lord's name be praised. <laughs> because there's no record of any argument in terms of, ah, Sarah, what are you suggesting? What do you mean? I mean, how, this, this, this. As soon as they said it, it looked like, I mean, his wings were open. So once the wind started blowing that direction, he just took off. It's not that Abraham is very obedient to Sarah. It's not true. My evidence is, when sarah told him what he didn't want it had to take god to come and talk for him to do it he was never going to do it yeah when sarah said suck them is it sack who you don't know the stars i've been enjoying if you are old you know stop stop that rough don't be jealous use that i mean It took God to say whatever Sarah is saying, I mean, I think you should do it because I have, the promised child will be in Isaac, not in Ishmael. But anyway, don't worry. I know your worries that the child is going to suffer. No, I'm going to take care of the child and I'll bless the child because it's your child. Yes, I know, I know. You want to raise all your children, but don't worry because of my plans. Just agree to what Sarah is saying I agree to it and I want him out but I'll take care that was that was the only time that everyone said okay, okay. <laughs> yeah do you get it but it was the impatience of Abraham that made him go for Ishmael and had to cause a problem which still exists up to today. Because the descendants of Ishmael are the number one haters of the descendants of Isaac. Up to today. Up to today. Are you with me? So, what am I saying to you? I'm saying to you that The word of God, when you obey, when you walk in it, you need to have patience. You must believe it, it will work, but you must also have patience to see it work. If you make haste, you will spoil your own blessings. Many of us give God ultimatum, but you can't give God an ultimatum. What is it in your life that you have been wanting, that you have been desiring to see, that is yet to come? Be patient. It shall come. Amen. I said, be patient. It shall come. Amen. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 10.36 that you have need of patience. That after you have done the will of God, that you may inherit the promises of God. You need patience. You are going to get married. You are going to get a good job. Your finances are going to settle. It looks in turmoil right now, but it will settle. Whatever you don't have today, fear not. You will have it tomorrow. When it is needed, at the appointed time, you will have it. Many of us are impatient. And it is the basis upon which we engage ourselves financially and other contractual obligations that leads to all the problems of our life. Many of us are impatient. It is impatience that makes us or that makes certain things attractive. I said it is the root cause of it is I can't wait. I want it now. So As I close, I want to encourage you that God is faithful. Whatever he promises, he will deliver. God is gracious. He's kind. He's loving. As you remain patient, still doing his will, one day you will understand The reason for all the delay. And you'll be grateful that there was a delay. Don't be enticed by rushing into something that God has not given to you. Are you with me? Now, at this point, it brings me to the place of loans. It brings me to the place of loans. Please, don't believe that Loans are the only way to live in South Africa. It is not true. They become the only way when you are impatient for you to prosper. They, as I said they become attractive or the seemingly the only way when you are impatient. Yeah, I'm telling you. Most of the things that you want to go for a loan for, if you check carefully, you have alternatives. You have alternatives. You have alternatives. Because there's a loan opportunity, it makes you blind to the other alternatives. But you see what the enemy doesn't tell you. Is that there's nothing under your control. Everything is under God's control. And you are not the only object or subject in God's planning. There are so many things that are working together. Yes, you would like the sun to stay here. But if the sun stays here for two hours extra. It means some people would have to be in darkness for two hours extra. So, so you see, you have put in your request with your good reason. Do mm-hmm. you get it? But your good reason request must be balanced with the effect on other places to determine whether your reason is good enough or not. Because you are doing a party or because somebody is challenging you when you say something, God will not do it. And you say, no, I want to prove to you, God will do it. God can't be responding to your attempt to prove to somebody. Do you get it? To do something that impacts on so many people unfavorably. Are you with me? There are many things in our lives that it's just with patience. Look, for 10 years of my life, as a doctor working up and down doing the church i had nothing to show for by way of prosperity for 10 years of my life any money doctor nothing to show for
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. all i had to show for was the flat i was staying in for 10 years of my life From the day I qualified as a doctor. Nothing to show forth. Because the Bible says that he that hasteth to be rich shall not be innocent. But you see, at God's appointed time, effortlessly, what I needed, where I needed them, they appeared. Yeah, it's not because I was wasting my money, no. Because I was using my money to do church. I was literally using my money to do church. Because the people God has brought to me, they didn't have to give me. I had to spend to improve them and to help them to walk with God and to live their lives. But today, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. Today I don't have to do that. Patience. You will see God's hand beginning to appear. Oh, yes, and mind you, life is not a race. No, 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 no. You are not racing with somebody, you are not racing with anybody. Life is not a race. No, no. Yeah, somebody's own. Do you realize that we are only having the sun now? Some people have had it eight hours ago. For today, for today, the today that we call Sunday, some people have had the sun and they have had the Sunday eight hours ago. But life is not a race. Are you with me? Yeah, life is not a race so listen have the and you see when you are patient it allows you to demonstrate faith in implementing the wisdom of god in your life and when they begin to bear fruit you'll be surprised so my prayer for you is that the lord by his spirit would impart to you the ability to be patient the ability not to be deceived by the many lies of the enemy, keep doing what you are doing, keep doing it keep doing it if it's saving, keep saving if it's whatever you are doing keep doing it kindness, whatever God has instructed you in his word to do, keep doing it it will work oh yes, it appears your boss is not really minding you and not interested in you you'll be surprised, one day he'll wake up and say, listen, ah, why have I neglected you all these years? No, 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 no. I think you should move to that office. Hey, give, me, give him a car. No, no, no. Not that car. Give him proper car. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. That, you see, that neglect and you're continuing to do what you have to do. Would be used by God to strike your boss, to overpromote you. Oh yes. Oh yes. Just be patient. Keep walking in the Word of God, and and you see you can walk in the Word when you are closer to Him, you, because you grow in your trust. You know He will never neglect you, and He never neglects His own. And mind you, mind you. You belong to the Kingdom of God through your faith in Jesus Christ. Don't ever think that Satan is going to help you. He doesn't help those that belong to his kingdom. What makes you think he will help those that he's against? <laughs> Let's rise to our feet. Hallelujah. I want us to pray to God and thank him. Thank him. Give him thanks, give him thanks. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for today. I thank you for an opportunity. I thank you for your blessing. Please don't walk out. Let's let's finish the service. I've not finished. This is is an important part that we need to pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to thank God according to what you heard. Speak to him about it. And ask him to help you. Ask him to guide you. Ask him to teach you his truth in the privacy, in your private moment with him. Ask him to guide you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. praise impart to us the spirit of patience patience the ability to endure while we wait to see your goodness in the land of the living we shall see we shall see your goodness in the land of the living because you are faithful you never change it thank you holy spirit thank you jesus thank you lord thank you
0: Marco Ros in the Oh, yes. Ask us away. i sick you As I us you. I Thank you, dear. tell sick and sheep. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the word that we receive this day, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. That patience, Lord is what will bring a blessing into our lives Lord that be patient with ourselves patient with you Lord oh Father we pray in the name of Jesus give us this virtue Lord give us this ability Lord by your spirit and by your power give us patience lord. you have need of patience lord oh you have seen the need in us lord that we should be patient lord Oh, we pray for patience, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Rakatura kaze niribusa. Ravaha niribusa. Thank you, In the name of Jesus. We we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord. In the in the land land of you will make our, our lives beautiful. beautiful. Yes, Lord. Beautiful. You glorify our lives with your presence. Yes, Lord. Presence. In the name of Jesus. You will guide our feet in the path of righteousness. Path of righteousness. Guide us, Lord. And you will bless in our children. With your power. Bless our children, Lord. In the name of Jesus, our heavenly Father, we
1: thank you, we give you praise, we thank you that your will shall be done in our lives. Thank you for your beautiful teaching that you have given to us to understand what we have and what we must protect and what we must invest in, which is our time with you in privacy that we may learn and understand your commandments and walk in them so that we will abide in your love. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for always being our helper. Thank you for being our comforter. And thank you for being our guide into the truth. Thank you for being our strengthener. You supply what we lack. You quicken us you bring light to our lives we honor you and we are grateful for your dwelling within us as we commune with you you shall reveal to us the deep secrets of God concerning our lives that we may walk in them to be blessed We thank you Holy Spirit in Jesus name as every head is bowed and every eye closed I want you to know that to be in the kingdom of God you need to receive Jesus Christ as the Son of God who came to die for you. Jesus is God's own Son who came on earth and died on the cross for the sins of mankind so that all who will believe in Him will receive forgiveness of their sins and be reconciled to God to be a child of God. Of course, a child of God would have all the blessings that counts on God alone. Therefore, as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to say, Pastor, I want to be in the kingdom of God. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I want to receive forgiveness of my sins as I come to God. Lift up your right hand, let me pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift it up high. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for every lifted hands. Thank you that there's no life here that shall live here without knowing you as we are Lord and Savior Jesus. I pray that these lifted hands would be stable in their walk with you. As you have loved them, they would abide in your love by being obedient to your commandment through the help of your Holy Spirit. You lifted up your hands, I want to come to me. And then, anybody here, you want to rededicate your life to Jesus, you say that, Pastor. I was born again, but I think I want to rededicate, recommit to Jesus. I want you to join in quickly. I want to pray with you. Very quickly. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus? You want to start afresh with the Lord? I'm inviting you to come so that I'll pray with you. Please come quickly, quickly. Thank you for these precious lives, Lord. Let your eyes watch over them. Whatever the enemy has. Destroyed, may you repair and restore. Thank you that you chart them on a the path of righteousness. Thank you that their lives will be beautiful, beautiful, to the surprise of many. I'm grateful, Lord, for this opportunity that they have, and I know that you do what you promise. I want you to pray this prayer with me, and those of you stand, the two of you standing here, and the rest of our congregation, let's join in as we pray. Father in heaven.
0: Father in heaven I
1: stand before you today
0: I stand before you today
1: knowing my state
0: knowing my state
1: that I am a sinner that I am a sinner I have rebelled against your rulership
0: I have rebelled against your rulership of my life of my life but today but today
1: I come to submit to you I come
0: to submit to you
1: be the ruler of my life
0: be the ruler of my life
1: because you gave me this life
0: because you gave me this life
1: I ask for forgiveness of my sins
0: I ask for forgiveness of my sins
1: and I receive Jesus Christ
0: and I receive Jesus Christ
1: Ask my Savior,
0: ask my Savior, who
1: came to die for my sins,
0: who came to die for my sins.
1: He rose again on the third day.
0: He rose again on the third day.
1: Seated at your right hand,
0: seated at your right hand. Jesus, Jesus.
1: By this prayer,
0: by this prayer,
1: I invite your presence.
0: I invite your presence into my heart, into my heart.
1: Ask my Lord,
0: ask my Lord, ask my Master, ask my Master
1: by your spirit
0: by your spirit
1: i shall walk obediently
0: i shall walk obediently to you to you lead me lead me in this life in this life
1: that i may be what god wants me to be
0: that i may be what god wants me to be
1: thank you for loving me
0: thank you for loving me
1: thank you for your blood
0: thank you for your blood that has washed me clean that has washed me clean We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platform.